Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Final day of practice on Friday before the Kansas City Chiefs head to Indianapolis for their Week 3 matchup against the Colts. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, defensive end George Karloftis, and offensive guard Trey Smith. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by George Karloftis. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Trey Smith. Here's Andy Reid. So, uh, Bucker and Dana will be listed as out. Everybody else practiced. Um, had a good practice. I look forward to the challenge of playing the Colts. Um, you know, guys have worked hard this week, so um, again, we'll get ready. We'll finish up tomorrow and go get ready to get on the plane and go down there. Time's yours. Coach, they, uh, the Colts obviously scoring points last week. That's not their nature. They go, go do that. But you can't ever overlook anybody, right? We know that much of it. How do you make sure that you uh, keep your guys focused? You've been very good at that for years. Yeah, so I mean, one advantage we had, I guess, was that we had a chance to watch everybody play in, uh, in this league right now. If, they, if you didn't know it before, <laughs> in this league there's so much parity and it doesn't matter what Sunday it is or what the record. I mean, it doesn't matter. So you have to prep hard and and do your best. And so, um, you know, that's what that's what I expect our guys to do. Uh, anything less, and you put yourself in jeopardy of not winning the football game. So that's how that's how this league is. Andy, with the short yardage <coughs> situation, after talking to a couple offensive <coughs> said some of the teams have just kind of really just scouted out the plays that you like to run. You kind of revisit the playbook there, try to get a little more creative. What, what do you try to do to make that stuff work? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, probably. I'll just leave it at that. Andy, with uh, Mike Dana not playing, you're getting another guy in that defensive end rotation. And Josh Kando, is he the next guy up? Yeah, um, he's he's not right now, but uh, we've, got, we've had more than we needed right there. Um, but we'll let 94 jump in there and get a couple reps, too, so, potentially. How's Harrison progressing? I know earlier in the week you said that you just need the time for the swelling to go yeah. down. Yeah, still, you know, it's still swollen a bit, but he's making progress. He's working on his swings now, but um, pretty, you know, it was a pretty good sprain. Swole up on him and you know, getting all that out of there. It's going to take a minute, so hopefully he's ready to go next week. But listen, the kid, the kid that Amandilla, he he's doing a great job. Dan out. Uh, George has had a really nice start. I know it's always about the next game, but how pleased has the personnel staff been so far with that you know, late first-round selection and just what you've seen so far? Yeah, you know, he works so hard. He, he's uh, relentless on every play. He'll need to be that this week against a real good offensive line. And, uh, but for a young guy, your hat goes off to him. He's, he's worked very hard, and he works hard every day, every snap. So, And then he's learning as he goes. And he had that fourth and one play where he kicked the field goal. You had the break in between the quarters. I just wonder when you get a chance to talk to Pat. How much does he weigh into that decision too? Well, we just kind of huddled there and talked a little bit. But um, actually, I, I was back, but I had my headset on. So, um, but you know, just thought at that time that um, you know it was best if we just kicked it. You know, but we we talk. Yeah, I mean, we everybody communicates there. So. <clears throat> Is that part of a, the, the analytics and those decisions, that part that you're just talking about is something you can't get out of numbers, right? There has to be some sort of a 
yeah. feel or a vibe, for lack of a better term? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, the analytics folks, they would tell you that's the time to go for it, um, which I, I understand. Um, and normally we do, but that was a time I just felt like points on the board were important, put us in a position, I believe, to tie the score. So, and at that time, we, we needed those points. So I went, I went that direction. The fact you guys have been behind most of the game and this would put you in a position to get even again, I mean, was that a pretty surely didn't, no, I know, I'm, I'm going to say the word momentum, and that's not great with analytics guys either, but, <laughs> but you know, that's the, you know, that's where the fuel part comes in. I, this time it, it turned out to be the right thing, but, um, you know, that's how, that's how I felt. You can't, you can't calculate feeling, right? I mean, that's, that's what it is. And, yeah. Does it frustrate the analytics people? I'm not talking specifically about that situation, but just in general, you have to have to have something because you're the 51 percent, right? I don't know. I only talked to one of them, and he was good, um, <laughs> so he wasn't he wasn't frustrated. He, you know, he knew he knew the fact that that's a go for situation, and we talked about it. Um, but it was just something I felt. And if we blew the game, it was my fault. By you know by the but that, that's okay too. I mean, that's that's the part of it you got to weigh out. Was the other side of that? Was, was the other side of that, Mike? Yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Out. I was just gonna say you're only fifty-one percent. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's Watching the Colts on TV when you moved to Indiana? Yeah, I mean, I was I was basically growing when I moved to Indiana. I was like 13 years old, you know. But uh, definitely, you know, that's kind of like the home, you know, Indiana's team, if you will. And uh, yeah, definitely watch them and all that stuff. So it'll be it'll be cool to play there. Was that kind of like watching your introduction to football, and then you went as you started playing football? No, I mean, I'd I'd say that that was more Purdue for me at least. Uh, you know, I, I just knew knew of the Colts. wasn't a huge fan or anything like that. Um, just a Purdue fan, you know, when I moved to Indiana, started watching football, so that, that's about it. Did you ever go to a game there? I, I've gone to one. Or no, I've gone to two. Yeah, I've gone to two. Yeah. How old were you? Do you remember the games? Last year. Oh, just last year. I went to the Buccaneers game last year, and I think I went to the Jets game like two years ago. Yeah. What kind of losses, Dana, not being available this week? Coming in? What kind, what kind of losses, Mike, Dana? Just not oh, I mean, it's a, it's a huge loss, you know. Uh, but our mentality is next man up, always, uh, you know. Mike brings a lot of things to the table. You know, he, he's very versatile. He's a great player uh, and can do a lot of things for us and help us win. Uh, but just like I said, it's next man up. Even when you have some success in games, you're, you're walking up to him telling him what you did wrong. I guess since you've become a pro, what have you really learned about yourself and, and, and ways to grow? Just all about consistency, you know. It's all about a routine and, and being consistent, you know, doing – Doing the same things each and every day, and never getting worse. It's always about getting better in in, in one way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, that, that's really what it's all about. Just being consistent in your technique and what you bring to the table and your energy level each and every day. And that that's hard. That's hard. That's easier said than done. So, all about consistency. Consistency at this level. The Colts had a really good offensive line, but last week they gave up five sacks. Might have been circumstantial, right? They were behind and had sure. to move all a bunch, but. Does this look like when you prepare um, for an offensive line and a quarterback and a set of receivers that you guys should be able to get some pressure on? 
And yeah, I mean, I think get to, get to the quarterback. Yeah, I think when you talk about the Colts, you got to bring up their running back first. Uh, you know, it's, so we, a lot of a lot of attention on actually really both their backs. You know, they have really two talented uh, backs really that we've watched on tape, and that's where it all starts for them. You know, it starts with their run game, and for us, it's all about stopping that, and then getting to third down and stopping the the, uh, the their passing attack. You know, so that's we're really focused on stopping the run and then uh, getting to the quarterback. You know, and I think. We have a little uh, little packages and little things that we that we'll be able to do that when the time comes. But it all starts with stop and run. Did you in Big Ten times? Did you play against Taylor when he was at Wisconsin? I played once. I played against him once. Yeah, my and freshman year. Leo in the locker room. They said in practice they didn't allow him to tackle him. Did you? You have any times you remember tackling him in the game? He had a big game against you. I recover a fumble against him. <laughs> uh, he tackled me. I'd never tackled him, but he tackled me. Uh, what was the, what was that play? You tackled you. You tackled you. You're just like wow. Yeah, he, got... he, we forced the fumble on the other side. He, he fumbled it, and then I scooped it, and then he tackled me from uh, from behind. Yeah. I never. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was just kind of trying to get the ball more than anything. I was you a freshman. Fully running yet. Yeah, fully right, running right. Back. He was he was close enough, and uh, yeah. That, that's I never. I didn't tackle him, but he tackled me. So interesting. How many people will be uh, will be there Sunday, George, to, to sort of watch you? A lot, you know. <laughs> um, just my family alone, probably like 25 or so. Um, and then I'll have like my high school coaches, I think my college coaches and friends and stuff, they'll have practice, you know. So uh, definitely a lot of people, a lot of friends, family, um, that sort of stuff. And, you know, they'll be excited to see me. I haven't seen them for quite some time, so it'll be cool. Have your folks gotten a chance to see you in person yet? Uh, yeah, my, the mom, first my mom was here. Uh, Last game, and she came to Arizona too. So that she she's been she's been coming to the game and stuff. Have, have they all fully converted to Chiefs fans now? Even the guys who aren't your family probably grew up Colts fans and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean a lot of them are still Colts fans, you know. But you know, uh, they'll support me. I think they're more George fans than anything, you know. So, <laughs> what are the conversations like, and how proud are they of you with your just initial year in the NFL? You know, I mean it's still it's still pretty early. You know, I don't I don't really ask them about how they feel like I'm doing, you know, because, like, you know, they'll always say, yeah, you're doing great and this, this, and that, but I'm not I'm not doing it to impress them, you know, so it's not, I don't, I don't really concern myself with that. George, in terms of, like, your guys' scheme so far, um, you guys have been successful running stunts. Just how often did you do that at Purdue, and, and why do you think it's been so successful for you guys so far? Stunt, like, what like what kind of stunts are you talking about? Are you talking about in the pass and the run? Yeah, I guess the pass. I guess the pass, I mean, I don't know how many stunts we've truly done. We do them as a as a as a switch up, you know. Uh, some at Purdue, it was a little tough, um, you know, for us because we we would run a lot of stunts, but then they, I felt like they keyed in on 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 me, you know, particularly. So we try to do stuff to free me up a lot. Um, so I I wasn't running as many stunts. It was it was more like end of the game and I'd come free, you know, just because we were low on sleep and they'd do it with the other guys and they'd run it with me and then I'd get a couple quarterback hits late in the game. You know, had a good one against Iowa when we beat them. Uh, you know, but but yeah, I mean, it's been good. You know, rushing with guys like Chris and Frank and Carlos and you know, like Turk and Mike and everyone that gets in there. You know, it's it's great, and they they do a great job freeing me up. And I I hope they they'd say the same thing about me. Great, thanks, George. Yeah, thank guys. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Oh, great, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, Attitude-wise, you guys are 2-0. It hasn't been easy, right? The yep. last game was hard. But how do you, as, as a group of guys, make sure you don't look over and see a team that struggled and think, well, you can just go beat the team? Yeah. Um, it's sort of a, uh, you know, you get that question a lot. You know, at the end of the day, we're in the National Football League. You can't take any team lightly. Uh, they get paid at the end of the day just like we do. Uh, and this is a very talented team we're facing, you know, regardless of record, what shows, you know, they're going to come up, they're going to show to play, you know. So at the end of the day, as a team, we just go to work every day, do what the coaches tell us. You know, we strive for perfection. We're going to fall a little short, but we're just going to be the best we can be every day. When you, as a player last week, you were off on, on Thursday. The league was crazy on Sunday. A lot of weird things happened. How did you consume football on Sunday? Did you pay attention? Were you red zoning it? Were you watching games? Yeah, I, I do a little bit of a lot. <laughs> I, I'm on my video games most of the time, but then on my other monitor, I got the games going. Then I have my friends hitting me up. Then I'm watching Twitter. So always around it to some capacity. Um, not like the usual just sit down and watch it, but always watching something. Understanding that the Chargers are, are a tough front, I, I know that there's probably points of improvement that you guys wanted to take on this week. What, would, what were the points maybe from Andy Hack uh, just about um, what you guys as a whole could do a little bit better? Yeah, I, I would say I'll put on myself just execution and then just consistency, you know, just, just striving to be a better offensive lineman in those two facets, you know, and you'll show the, the different results will show up on the field and on tape. Trey, specifically to the Colts, you know, what are you seeing out of your defensive line that you got to look out for? Yeah, uh, great defensive front. Uh, guy like DeForest Buckner, um, Grover Stewart, you know, great players, great run defenders. Uh, it's going to be a great challenge up front. Uh, it's going to be a fun game, but they're excellent football players. The Colts just ruled out Shaq Leonard. And I know he's, he's a guy that you always have to keep an eye on, but how, how much does this change the dynamic of what you guys see in the Colts defense? Yeah, man. Um, I can speak for us, you know, whenever someone goes down, it's a next man up mentality. Uh, once again, they're another uh, NFL football team, so they'll have someone in there that's fully capable. Uh, for us, it really doesn't change anything. We have to go out there and execute at a high level and pretty much just do our job. But uh, at the end of the day, we just have to execute and do our, our work. When um, you guys have seen a little more blitz maybe this year than last year, it's only a couple of games in. It's a shell game every week, right? You don't know what you're going to get. Have you been surprised at all that you've seen as much pressure? Coming in the first two games is, is more than you saw last year? Oh, uh, not entirely. Um, just something that a lot of teams do. Um, it's just sort of expected. We're always prepared for it. But I, I wouldn't necessarily uh, call it surprising because, you know, at the end of the day, Coach Heck, uh, Coach Matei, they do a great job in blitz meeting and making sure we're all fully prepared for what we face. When, when it starts happening, like, the Cardinals are a lot, right? You get to feel early in the game that this is how it's going to be all day long. Yeah, you can. You better be ready for it, like, yeah, absolutely. You can sort of feel uh, team tendencies. Uh, a lot of times, especially if you miss one, uh, they'll go back to what works. You know, but obviously, if you shut it down, it's sort of unlikely they'll keep doing it. Uh, but I, you definitely can get a feel for it in games. Okay, thanks, Trey. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take travels.